Welcome to She Leads in Tech, where we exist to showcase and spotlight the talents and achievements of women in tech. We're a platform to share knowledge, experiences, and expertise to encourage women to realize their leadership potential at every level of career in the tech industry. In this episode, we discuss the topic Breaking the Mold with Celestina Ivanova, production engineer at Leone, Bulgaria. We discuss her experience of transitioning from a chemical engineering background to becoming an electrical and electronic specialist in the automobile industry. And welcome to this second recording of She Leads. And today I'm joined all the way from Bulgaria by Celestina Ivanova, who's our guest speaker, and we'll be discussing the topic breaking the mold. Welcome, Celestina. Tell us about you and how your career has progressed to date. Thank you very much, Lydia. Um, I'm Celestina and um, a chemical engineer by profession, although that's not what I am now, right now. <laughs> and uh, I work as a production engineer right now in uh, Leoni MB cars. It's more like uh, Leoni wiring systems in automobile cars. Okay, so um, I'm married with kids. That's not what much much to say about me. But um, I uh, spent most of my life uh, growing up in Nigeria, but now I've uh, relocated to Bulgaria, and um, everything is good at the moment. Thank so. you, thank you, Celestina. And just on the topic, breaking the mold, can we start to explore into how your career choices to date fits into that context? Yes. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I am a chemical engineer and um, I switched professions when I started working with uh, Mercedes-Benz Leone. Uh, I had to uh, switch because I didn't have much of a choice. You know? uh, being in a foreign country and looking for a job is not that easy. As, uh, and uh, I had to go out, go out for everything, actually. So I had, uh, had so many different types of jobs. When I came here, I used to be an English teacher. <laughs> it was quite an experience, you know, and an English teacher to a, a black English teacher to white uh, students, you know, and uh, after that, I also worked for a designer company that uh, dealt with um, lots of design like clothes, shoes, bags and all that. I, had, I was in charge of um, auditing their online uh, website, which was, which which was in Bulgaria, so I had to audit them in English. So I was like an online auditor for them mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm now a production engineer in Lyon. Amazing. And do you know what? It just sounds so amazing listening to the different ranges of experience uh, you've, you've had to start your career. But just to delve into the detail of what you do now. So what's, what's your job as a production engineer? Okay, as a production engineer in um, Leone, much of what I do is about uh, parts change management. 
So it's, it, it involves uh, the change and notification and harmonizations of the different uh, classes of MB car, automa, automobile cars under the change management department. So we have, uh, I would explain, we have, um, say, uh, different classes of cars. We have what we call uh, C-class, E-class, and we have Ever as well, you know, and uh, the C-class is made up of E-class, sorry, it's made up of eight families, which is what we call Asuelios. They are actually Romanian names, so you might not know too many. <laughs> we have Rega, we have Bluetech, um, Lumini, Esirisam, Gitribe, Grobetus, and Patronic. So the ever the ever class is uh, more or less the uh, most modern of all of them. It's actually the electrical cars, which you've heard of, the new electrical cars that are out now. So uh it's called v297 v295 mercedes benz they are fantastic they're beautiful <laughs> so, so what we do actually is um uh i deal with the changes like i've said so we have five types of changes technical change which is group a falls into group a it deals with material geometry and surface we have a b uh group b a change which deals with the uh, transfer of tools or transfer of sites or doubling of um, material too. We also have the group C change, which has to do with uh, logistics, actually, you know, packaging, packing units, pallet size and all that. Then we also do with um, group D, which is document change and uh, group E, which is um, harmonization of wires, you know. So <clears throat> in this, this is more complicated. The A, the group A and group E is more complicated. So uh, we he here, because the harmonization has to do with um, the wires, the terminals, the grommets, the cavity plugs, everything that has to do with every part of the car, you know. So harmonizing them is more like um, uh, making sure that everything is uh, in order when it comes to parts, the numbers, the numbers are very important because sometimes two connectors can look the same. Yeah. But if you, they can look the same, but they don't do the same job. Mm. So you have to be very careful. So this is where harmonization comes in. So we have to do this for everything, to wires, to seals, foam, tube, connector, housing, everything. We have to do this uh, harmonization. It takes actually about, uh, if we have to do one harmonization for a car, it takes about two, two to three months to do that. Wow. So, yeah. So this is basically what I do. Yeah. Know? So basically, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's about a wiring system uh of cars the electrical wiring of the cars it's more like the nervous system we build the nervous system of the car you know so it has to do with connection of everything the the the, the, the working the electrical compartment of everything that has to do with the lights the engine the the ac the the music everything you can talk about so up to the the wipers the white these are all electrical um installations Yes. Do, do you know what I was going to say? As you said that, in my head, I was just going, but, you know, I just get in my car and drive. And I've yeah. talked about all of the detail around the connectivity yeah. system. So it, it must be so complex. And if, if mm -hmm. I just ask a question at that point, say, you know, what, what's, what's the most critical aspect of making sure all of those systems tie up, tie up together? Yeah, so the, the most critical aspect is as soon as this um, harnesses, 
Parnassus, like I said, is the nervous, the nervous system of the car. So when it is pr produced, after we've done everything that we have to do, we have a test table where we go to test and to make sure there are no mistakes. This, you're talking about human life, you know? <laughs> you're talking about human life. Like you said, you just get into the car, you yeah. drive away. Someone has ensured that when you get into the car, you're safe, you know, when driving. You know, so that's what we do. We do that. We, we put this harnesses on a work uh, test table. We have an engineers going through every single detail. We plug in everything. Every, every plug in, cavity plugs, heats, everything, connectors, terminals. We plug them in and we do a test for each of them to make sure they are all in place. So that's why you can actually just open your door and drive out and you're safe. Oh, wow. I mean, that, that just blows my mind. And, you know, just the amount of detail and complexity yeah. that goes into making the things we do every day simple. Oh, wow. That, that must be amazing. And just in terms of working at Leone, can you give us an insight into what that's like? Um, it, it's interesting although uh leone doesn't uh really um uh leone doesn't um how would that put it they don't discriminate when it comes to color or anything the company itself mm. doesn't discriminate but the people do discriminate you know so Working in Leone is a, a wonderful, it's, it's been a wonderful experience so far, except for the, uh, the other factors I, I have had to pass through, you know, or experienced here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, the challenges mostly you face as a woman in this kind of industry is it's normal. You know, we, you know, it's not some um, like it's something new. Women usually are looked down upon. We are not uh, actually uh, seen as equal, even if the world says that men and women are equal right now. OK, but in Leone, working here has been a, a very uh, it's 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 been a, a very wonderful experience, a very valuable one for me. You know, the, the everything has everything has been amazing ever since I joined this company. The the learning process, the skills, you know, the people, everything I've gone through is it's it's worthwhile, if you ask me. Mm. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that point a little bit because when you were describing mm -hmm. your experience working at yeah. you mentioned well that the company has a, has, has a, has a culture that is non-discriminatory, but then that yeah. can be different uh, from the way people themselves behave. So I just wanted you to uh, expand on this and and how, how is that non-discriminatory company culture uh, mm -hmm. feeding into the behaviors people display at work? Okay. Uh, um... I would say uh, too often as a woman, we are seen as an exception, you know, so uh, rather than a regular uh, part of the workforce at every level, mm. you know, so you can see that when I when I go to conferences, uh, actually, I figured that if I remained restrained by fear and its insufficiency, 
you know, just because I'm a black woman, you know, I would never progress. Neither will I gain respect from my fellow colleagues, which are mostly white men, you know. So when I, you, you can imagine that sometimes when I go to conferences <laughs> or meetings, I feel so pressure, pressured, most especially because I, as the only black woman in that woman in that meeting or in that uh, environment, you know, I'm very overly cautious of everything, including my dressing, the way I eat, the way I sit, standing postures, physical gestures. I mean, to sum it all, every single detail. You can so you can imagine the kind of pressure that I have to go through every day. Sometimes I'm even mocked, you know, for, uh, for being an African, as if I was guilty of a crime. You know, <laughs> sometimes videos of poor places are, are maybe dances of some kind of uh, mediocre art uh, featuring black people are shown to me in order to fish out my thoughts or rather to shame me, most especially, you know. There are some cases whereby I go to, okay, there was once I went to one of the departments, um, I think it was the cotton department, the way they cut the wires. And so I, I came there and I said, um, I'm looking for this, this, this. They looked at me, <laughs> you know, from head to toe, like, what's this kitchen lady or what's this cleaner doing here? You know, even though I wasn't a cleaner, I was actually putting the, the this, these are for uh, senior staff, the white uh, coats is actually for senior staff. Even after they've seen it, they did, they were not convinced, you know, they're like, okay, where is the person in charge of the PC? Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm the one in charge, you know, I'm the one in charge. And I've actually seen similar story once in, uh, uh, online somewhere there, there was this, um, uh, a man who asked, uh, uh, there was, um, a story about, um, a customer trying an engineer. So she was meeting, um, she was meeting them. And then the guy said, when is your technical go guy going to show up? You know, she replied, sir, that technical, technical guy is me, <laughs> you, you know, so it wasn't until she worked with him on the machine, you know, explained her experience and background in, in, in everything and showed him how their products work that he, he finally apologized to her, assuming that she wasn't uh, technical enough, you know, she had to, he had to apologize. And that's the same thing that comes to me as well. You know, I've also had the same uh, intimidating moments, you know, I had to just stand my ground. Sometimes I'm silent. I just keep quiet until I have the opportunity to show them what I'm actually made up of, you know. So, and at the end of the day, I've gained respect because they initially they thought I was uh, somebody they could just um, walk over, you know, I was somebody they could take uh, for granted and uh, take advantage of. And they didn't know that when they were trying to take advantage of me, they were actually helping me. You know, they tried to tell me, oh, go do this, go do this. And always, I used to, I, I always agreed to do some uh, things for them. You know, oh, Celestina, could you help me do this? They thought they were actually, they didn't know that these are things I didn't know. So I, I was forced to learn them when they actually asked me. They, they are actually minor things, but I was forced to learn them when they asked me to do it. This was in the beginning, you know. And uh, later, when I had a, a, a short uh, footstool in the company, then they stopped doing these things. But they didn't know that those things actually helped me to get to where I am today. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's been uh, it's been a, a very um, challenging journey, but I don't regret it at all. I don't I don't regret it at all. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think obviously your your experience just fits mm -hmm. into the context of what we're discussing today, breaking the mold. 
and it's about yeah. you um being in, in 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 a culture both nationally and where you work where where there are different expect expectation of who you should be how you should act how you should behave and then you're 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 going on a completely different tangent to say well I'm not fitting into what you expect of me and this is who I am this is who I'm going to be and, and I am here and I think that's an absolutely remarkable um remarkable thing but just just to touch on the challenges you've you've mentioned because it does um sound quite pressured particularly in these new situations maybe at conferences or other places how do you keep yourself motivated to show up every day despite knowing some people are likely to have a negative perception of you hmm. <laughs> well uh staying true to myself you know has helped me a lot researching and giving it my all you know mm -hmm. so uh, usually like the, like you said the pressure is so much but you have to strive even further no matter what happens as a woman in a male-dominated workplace it's necessary to be ready and exude, exude confidence, you know, because sometimes your supervisor may try to catch a glimpse of, uh, of your own, of the, how do I put it, of the unrehearsed you. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you get my point. He tries to, at that point, when you are not, when you, when you, you don't expect it. So that's why I said they try to catch a glimpse of an unrehearsed you. In an, that is in an unguarded moment, you know, in that unguard, unguarded morning, moment, they try to catch you at your worst. But that's why I said you must try as much as possible to do a lot of research. Giving it your all at all times, you have to exude confidence so they don't try to get you or they don't try to uh, imagine that this moment is unguarded and then they can catch you right, right, right then. You know, I don't give them that opportunity, you know. Yeah, but I, I don't give them it that. Must be, it must be exhausting being on. Oh yes, it is. It is. Yes, it is. Time, you know? I guess. Oh wow, yeah. that's really remarkable. And I <laughs> to go back to the start of your story where you were describing okay. how you got into Leone. So you mentioned your your background was mm -hmm. as a chemical engineer, and now you're doing yeah. work that is more on the electrical side. So mm -hmm. how did you get a foot in the door? Can you tell us about that, please? Yeah, okay. Well, um, I was while I was um, working as an English teacher, I was searching for a job and I found this job in Leone and uh, it, said, it said production engineering. Oh, to be honest with you, I didn't know what Leone was all about as well. So I just applied and I was called for the, for the interview. Yeah. And um, uh, well, uh, during the interview, the, I think it was the Tunisian man, he finally asked me a question which I wasn't, I, I wasn't prepared for. He said, um, Celestina, I, I see here that you're a chemical process engineer. I said, yes, sir. He said, do you know what you're coming for? This is completely different from your field. He said, this, is, this has to do with electrical, uh, electrical and uh, electronic installation in automobiles. I said, yes, sir. He said, are you ready to change your profession? I said, yes, sir. He now said, I said, yes, sir, I'm ready to change my profession. I am a very fast learner. That's what his, I, I told him. I said, I'm a very fast learner. You can put me on prob probation. If I don't meet up to your expectations, then you can sack me. That's what I said. Just let me go. <laughs> he looked at me and he was like, okay, I think she, we can try her. And that was how I got the job. 
So <laughs> now I tell you the pressure I face every day. You can imagine the pressure in the beginning. I had no idea whatsoever about electrics, electronics, or electrical anything, <laughs> nothing, nothing. But now if you see me discussing electrical things, you think I have actually graduated as an electrical engineer, you know? <laughs> so you know. incredibly brave. And I don't know what is breaking the mold than more than doing a whole career transition. I'm pretty much going in yeah. to learn something completely off tangent from what what you know what you've developed all all the skills you've amassed and all of that and just starting from a blank slate but just yeah. to touch on that getting in process i mean were there any uh, specific transferable skills you found helpful in the beginning so i know you you, you mentioned one which is you're a very fast learner but yeah. what other skills helped you get on with learning this whole new new well new profession nothing <laughs> no skills it was completely different all the skills I, I i picked up everything from here everything every other thing every other skills i had i couldn't put them to use here okay apart from computer skills anyway okay mm -hmm. i wouldn't say nothing at all okay computer skills were the only thing that i had an advantage with you know but every other thing i picked up from here there was nothing to be related with my previous job not when i was a process engineer in uh, in heineken not when i was a process engineer in revoke not none of them not when i was a process engineer as well in um uh, African Circle Pollution Management, where I worked uh, before I came, I actually uh, moved to Bulgaria. So it's nothing, nothing except computer, uh, computer skills. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, um, I think when, when we talk about skills as, as technical people, uh, mm -hmm. it's really easy to think about the technical skills. But just yeah. hearing you speak of the, of the different experiences, you know, you've had as a teacher, in your mm -hmm. different jobs, um, I mean, I, I can see those skills helped you. And I think you, you coined it perfectly in that you are a first learner. So you, you, you took your ability to learn and mm -hmm. you applied it to this job and it's helped okay. you develop okay. the right technical competencies for this job. Yes. Right? Because otherwise you wouldn't be here today and you would have, mm -hmm. as you said, you know, just gone straight out the door following that first. Probation. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree completely. Okay, no, no, that's amazing. And then just, just in terms of um, the opportunities, this role has opened up to you. So you've you've mentioned several times on the call around you know the respect you're starting to gain, and, mm -hmm. and of course the change in perception that's coming with uh, being in the position you are. But are, are there any other opportunities? This role is opening up or you can visualize it's it's going to potentially open up for you in future um yes there are lots of perks actually that comes with um engineering as a whole it doesn't really uh it doesn't really matter uh what kind what part or kind of um or specialization uh in engineering usually there, there, are, there are a lot of the, the for instance, um, as an engineer, like you see, they, 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 they decided to give me a try just because I am an engineer, you know? So they felt that, okay, since she has an engineering degree, it should be 
we should we could try her we could give her a chance you know i don't think they might have they, they would have given me a chance if i, I studied uh, something different from engineering you know so so as an engineer there are lots of things um it's there are lots of opportunities that will be open to you in the future like uh, uh the uh opportunity to uh to grow is first is the first one to grow the opportunity to grow is the first one and then um there there are lots of uh, great prospects uh, one great thing uh, which you can gain from going into engineering is the fact that you can gain skills you can gain knowledge which can be applied to a lot of different industries you know whether you take a degree in chemical engineering or electrical engineering or in the classroom you know you'll be able to learn skills which can be used in a whole multitude of industries around the world you know because this is uh, because of this, um, uh, you'll be able to open up your, your world to a whole host of careers as well, you know, and this can allow you to follow your dream. Thank you, Celestina. And, and just to start to draw the conversation to, to a close, okay. may I ask what advice you would offer to other women um, looking to follow your footsteps and, and in their own way break the mold? Okay, uh, in engineering and in, uh, for instance, uh, I, I would advise, especially ladies in um, engineering and um, industrial manufacturing, you know, uh, women usually are faced with challenges. That's one thing you have to know. Women are faced with challenges. Uh, not most of, not all of us can climb up to the heights which we actually want to, to, to want to, you know. Okay, for instance, um, according to, um, I think it's uh, McKinsey and Lenin's report, I, I read somewhere, just about 16% of C-suit roles are women. That's very poor. That's very poor. So that's to tell you that 84% are for men. And 16% of C-suit roles are for women. That's really poor. You know, it's a very poor uh, 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 thing for us. Yeah, statistics for, for us women. Okay. And it's even getting worse with this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic. Even women, uh, fewer women are working. This is the first time uh, uh, women are actually leaving the workplace at higher rates than men, especially in the United States. You know, women are faced with challenges of childcare, you know, uh, uh, with so many children having virtual classrooms the, pa the, the, the past year, houseworks and all that, in addition to job, job losses, female-dominated industries, you know, you know women are going down, you know. So I would say to young people to become one of the women that are rule breakers, that are mode breakers as well, and actually glass ceiling breakers you must work hard despite the odds keep pushing forward you know desist from any form of fear that's what i would say because fear can fear can bring you down desist from every uh, every form of fear refrain from having anything to do with negative thinking or people with negative mentality be confident in yourself do not be afraid to fail you know, because that's the only way you acquire even better knowledge. Do not be afraid to fail. If you fail, you'd learn from your failure. 
you know so that's the, the major thing i would actually like to advise women younger than myself okay thank you thank Sophie. you yeah there's honestly so much to impact there and just listening to you speak so passionately um about your experience about your your ambitions you know i'm 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 personally coming away with this um just to do do a self check personally to see um uh, particularly around the, the the fears limitations and and constraints that are holding me back personally and honestly i think um it's it's such a good topic you've shared with us and used your experience to to bring all of that conversation to life so i really want to thank you uh celestina for giving us your lunch time i know this is meant to be your your free time to eat your lunch but you it's it's okay don't it. worry I'm really it's no excited. problem i have another break at three o'clock so it's fine <laughs> okay, okay. oh next time i might just pinch that slot then <laughs> I'll try not to make it a habit. <laughs> oh, please don't. don't. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Celestina. You're welcome, Lydia. It was nice having you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.